Hi, and welcome to Waste Takes episode 32. Wow. I am Trey, joined as always by Tucker, Dylan, and Cam. How we doing, boys? Fantastic. Big episode. Jam pack. Sports episode. are back, baby. Sports are back for now. They're back. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we'll get into that, but I'm just so, I mean, I've watched a lot of baseball. Me too. Um, I'm excited for basketball to start up this week. Hockey Tomorrow, starts right? this week, Thursday. Um, Exhibition games. Yeah. Basketball, so, I think, is the 31st. Oh, I thought it was the 28th. Okay, well, anyways, sports are back. So, winners and losers. Uh, we'll go ahead and say winner for, for – well, we will say winner for Dylan because last week we didn't have our poll done, but Dylan picks up his third point. I won a couple weeks ago, too, and nobody gave me recognition. Okay, well, four. Four points, then. You're still deep in the hole, but – Four points for uh, Mr. Benham on his take about relegation and promotion, which people seem to like. You thought that was a strong take, Dill? I did. I, I came up with it um, on the drive here. And then I figured that maybe one listener of our friend group would like it. Turns out he even texted in the group and said, hey, I like that take. And I said, that was direct, directed towards you, Christopher. In terms of this week's poll... It, I, I didn't get to it till I got out of work, so it's been up for four hours, but it's dead heat right now between uh, Tucker and Cam. Dylan and I are sitting a little behind, but we could pull it out, so anyone's game. We're not ready to call a winner yet. Um, but another winner for Dylan, based on the Marlins situation, um, because as we'll get more into it, but you said the teams may not report their diseases, and now they are... Because of that situation, baseball might be canceled. So we'll give you two wins. Because of the Marlins, yeah. I'm going to give myself a win because I said the Red Sox will never win another World Series in 20, 25 years or something like that. (laughs) And they suck. So I'll give myself a win there. Can't really think of any losers. Uh, Oh, big loser for me, the Mookie Betts signing. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, yeah, that was this week. We had a jam-packed show. Yeah, the Mookie Betts signing. Mookie Betts will not be coming back to the Red Sox. Confirmed. Uh, Confirmed. Um, Mookie Betts back to the Red Sox. Big X through that one. Yeah. And another another free agent's not going to get signed. Mookie Betts back in 2030. (laughs) Calling it right now. Um, Yeah, so have fun uh, in L.A., you scrub. Nobody likes you. I like him. I'm sad. He's good at bowling and golf. So that he does. I'll jump in to Ways to Takes this week because that's a good segue um, to what I was going to say. Now, I did have that take a while back that the Sox are going to lose forever. And this is kind of similar. You know, I might, I probably, I, I won't win because I haven't won a Ways to Take in two, three months now. Um, but I, I'm going to say that the last time the Red Sox traded away a homegrown talent as good as Mookie Betts. Babe Ruth, the, <laughs> the curse of the Bambino. Oh no! This is now we are in the curse of Mookie Betts. The curse of Mookie will last. I don't know how long. Maybe it'll be like the 25 years, like I said. But it's gonna. It's a thing now. We're here. We're living in it. The curse of Mookie Betts gets traded. Everyone says, "Don't worry, you know, they're they're just they're just getting ready to sign him back. He wants to be here. You know, we'll just get him at a discount." No, he immediately signs a mega deal with the Dodgers. So the Red Sox are cursed. The curse of Mookie Betts, I think it's clear to see the way you drop two to the Orioles at home to open the season. The worst team in the MLB forever. Getting killed by the Mets. Getting right now destroyed by the Mets. Not even close game. 
Um, and the curse is here. The curse is here to stay. So the Red Sox are currently in the midst, midst of the curse of Mookie Betts. How no. long is this one going to go? I still, th- I say 25 years. Could be. 25 years. Could be 88. Could be 90. Could 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 outlive the curse of the Bambino. I might never see another Red Sox championship in my life. So, Tucker, curse of Mookie Betts, what do you think? I mean, I love curses. Hate that this might be a thing, but I could totally see it happening. But... I don't think missing out on Mookie Betts is the biggest loss in the world purely because we need to use that money right now to sign a goddamn pitching staff. As much as we need Mookie Betts in this roster, what we need a lot more is pitching. So I will totally say this Mookie Betts leaving is fine as long as they use that $30 million a year to sign a couple of good pitchers. And yeah, to to your point, Tucker, the pitching staff is asinine. They, they threw a guy yesterday. It was the two starter, right? And he, in the fourth inning, was throwing his fastball 84, 85 miles an hour. Like that's high school ball how, type how shit. How can you? How can you? How can that be what you throw up against major league teams? So here's why. Here's how I think the curse is gonna unfold. And they still have three more pitchers after that. Here's, the guy today, I had no idea who. Like you never heard of him. First, it was his first start. Here's, how, here's how I think the curse is going to unfold. JD's not going to stick around. He's your, I mean, he's your bright spot in that lineup. He's, you know, a catalyst for the offense. He's not going to stick around. Drew. JD Martinez, good, good try though. Similar Red Sox. I know um, who it is. <laughs> um, he's not going to stick around. As soon as he can bolt, he's going to bolt. Um, Devers, they're not going to pay him. I mean, why would they? They're not going to pay him. He's a homegrown talent. Uh, thank God we locked up Bogarts because he'll he'll he's going to be trapped here for a while until they eventually trade him for pennies on the dollar. Um, and nobody's going to want to sign here. I mean, Chris Sale's done effectively in my mind. I don't think Chris Sale will ever be the elite pitcher. What? I don't think he'll ever be the elite pitcher that he's he getting, was. He's getting Tommy John. Yeah. So yeah. We, there's a chance. There's a, I think there's a pretty good chance that he's finished. I think the Red Sox could totally bungle his recovery. Because they're going to be desperate for pitching, so they're going to rush him back. That's going to be a problem. Um, also, Erod has myocytosis. So no, what is that? That that that's a, a problem with it's got the an heart in his chest. It's a problem with your heart. Like it, it, like mild cases, like you're usually pretty good. If it gets severe, like like there's severe risk of like fatality. <laughs> so that's he, good. So he's not doing well. That's good. Um, and I just don't see anybody wanting to come here when they know, well, this owner, he lives in a, he's a big market guy, but he doesn't want to pay us big market money. And they're just going to be mediocre. They'll, they, they may win an AL East here and there for the next couple seasons, you know, maybe, maybe the next five, 10 years. But uh, they don't have a man- manager right now, as far as I'm concerned. Ronicky or whatever the hell his name is, he's just a figurehead. He's nothing. Um, nobody respects him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there, that's how I see it playing out. There are two bright spots. Um one is that this is like a shortened, weird season. So like this season doesn't really doesn't matter. Count. I'm all in on this season. Doesn't count. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I was saying oh, at dinner. Yeah, but if they win, <laughs> I was saying at dinner, nobody would benefit more from this season being canceled than the Red Sox. Well, I I think it, no, that would hurt them because they do get to a chance to see young players at the major league level if they're trash. So they can at least get maybe a better grasp on their system and what they have. Another thing is with the Mookie thing. You got to hold on to that talent because you depleted your farm system to bring in guys for that 2018 championship. That's what Dombrowski does. Well, the other the other thing I was going to say was that the Red Sox are historically a terrible team after 
winning a World Series. Like, the past three times we've done that, four times we've done this, they've been trashed the next couple of years. So, I mean, it's just, to me, it's like you had Dombrowski come in, gut the team. I mean, I'm happy for that World Series. It was one of the most entertaining championships I've ever watched. And it, like, now we're screwed because we have no homegrown talent. And with this COVID thing, I mean, people aren't playing minor league ball. People aren't playing high school ball. Like, I mean, if this goes on for a year, two years... It's going to be stuck with these trash uh, players. have literally nothing. So, Cam, your thoughts on the Red Sox Mookie Betts curse? Well, if it happens, I don't like them. The Yankees are 2-1. Uh, Game got canceled tonight, but uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. As the, uh, the Florida pandemic epicenter of the world um, continues on with Miami Marlins. Insert gif of Bugs Bunny cutting off Florida from the United States and it floating away. It's a great gif. Um, no, I just I, it's too similar to the Babe situation for me. You got a homegrown guy who's well, a generational talent, and you get you get greedy and let him walk. And I don't know if it's a curse because with the Babe, he went to the Yankees. I mean, he is going to L.A., which you could say is Dodgers like, are a pretty big kind of, National like, League rival. I would say. Probably a National League rival for the Red Sox, but not a team that you see. A crap ton of times in the season. They're not going to keep you out so, of the playoffs. Yeah, so. so maybe not so much a uh, uh, a, 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 a curse. Curse, <laughs> but uh, if it's definitely leaning towards a bad direction if we can't hold on to guys now because of the state that we're in now after getting rid of them. I hate John. The state, the state that I'm in now. Florida. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad state. <laughs> All right, Cam. Why don't you jump into your ways to take? Is Florida the uh, is Florida the forbidden topic? Yeah, it could might be. as well be. Yeah, no more talking about Florida. Take a big swig for everybody who mentioned it. But uh, Cam, jump in your race take. All right, so my race take also could lead us into a, a brief discussion about um, this topic as a whole. But uh, news had it this week that Mike Tyson is coming back. He's going to be fighting. Um, Wow, I just forgot his name. I don't want to have to look it up. He's going to be fighting another relatively old dude that that has been training and and has been fighting. Um, you know, I'll just cut to the chase. He's going to bite his ear off again. <laughs> Mike Tyson's going to take a nibble out of this man's ear. He's going to do it again. He's coming back for the show. If if he, I, I think he might knock him out in the first round. But if he doesn't, if it comes down to like a stamina thing, which which is you know more than likely, he's he's still old and like you can only go so many rounds. I think if they get in a tussle, he's just gonna bite his ear off. He's gonna bite. He's gonna take a little chunk out of his ear, and and that's that. Now uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the uh, the first whatever the first huddle that they get into, he like fake does it as, like, a semi-joke to, like, rile up the crowd and get some publicity, but in terms of, like, actually... Well, he is an insane person, so he might actually bite the man. I don't think he does it. He's got a bite I don't think Iron Mike is the competitor that he once was. I think he's mainly doing this to get out there and see if he can do it. I think he'll lose. Well, the, the reason why he said he wanted to do it, because he's like, I mean, why not? I think I can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, he's... Unless he lays a punch on the guy like he laid on Stu in The Hangover... You know, maybe get the drum going. Maybe maybe should walk out to in the air tonight. Um, but I don't see him winning this fight. I don't think he's I don't think he's like jacked up on probably like any roid he could get his hands on, like he probably was back in the day. Um, 
I don't think he's, I think he's probably more mellow in his older age now. I don't see him biting the guy's ear off. I just don't see it, especially not his first fight back. I think he's going to get his ass handed to him, to be honest with you. Uh, Tucker, ear coming off or no? I mean, I'm just saying, if you're losing big and can't hang, might not be the worst idea to just bite in the air, get some headlines, you know. All publicity is good publicity. So if you bite a guy's ear off and go viral for it as a, like, 57-year-old, maybe, like, you sell some T-shirts with, like, a one-eared guy or something like that. I don't know. I'm sure there's a way to make money off of it. So, you know what? You know the backstory, Tucker? Power to him. What'd you say, Tucker, Cam? Do you, do, you under, do you understand the backstory of the Mike Tyson? Yeah, back they bit a guy's ear off, like, uh, well, not, a, not off, but a good chunk. Yeah, bit a chunk off, yeah. yeah okay. It's going to happen again, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't foresee it, but, you know, he's a crazy guy. The ball drop thing. It's a ball drop. Damn, I won't. I won't. It's definitely a ball drop take. I'll sure. tell you that no one else is probably saying that, so I give you props for coming up with it. I could see people saying it. Since we're on the topic, let's just go around and give our our percentage of a Mike Tyson win. I'm going to go 15% chance he wins this fight. I think he's got no chance. Uh, wow. Cam, what's your, what's, your, what's your odds for Mike? I haven't looked at Vegas, actually. I meant to do that, but I'd say 72% he wins. Four um, percent. He's nibbling an ear. Four <laughs> uh, percent. That's enough to, to base your take on it. All right. Um, Tucker, percentage of a win. I give it like a forty percent. I say it's got to be close for him to like put on the fight. And also, it's Mike Tyson. Like one solid punch of the head, still at this age, could knock out any human being. If you just get all you need is one. That's right. what they said about McGregor, and he could not touch the guy. Tyson is the favorite at minus 190 to Jones. Oh, 75% oh. chance Tyson wins. All right, I'll go up to 25%. It. I'm going to say two-thirds, 67%. 66.6 repeating. Of course. Of course. All right, uh, that is definitely a waste to take, Cam, but uh, we'll see. I'd love to see it, for sure. I mean, that would get his career right back on track. Uh, Tucker, do you have a waste to take? I do. Go for it. Um, so I was hearing about the Lou Williams problem this week, going to lunch at a strip club. Oh, yeah. And I was just thinking, like, lots of guys with a lot of money, probably pretty horny, all in their 20s, in a hotel together. They need to have a hotel strip club. Let's get a bunch of girls in there that get tested every few days, just like any other athlete. Every day. And just ha- yeah, every day. And just have them in, like, just, like, rent out three rooms to them. And they're just the official strip club of the NBA bubble. Because I think that's the only way you can keep these guys inside. For Like, because right now, the novel idea, like, that's they're still enjoying, the like, cornhole and stuff like that. Like, they're still, they're still enjoying certain corn things. In a hole. Two months from now, you think they're still going to be like, yeah, I'm an NBA player that hasn't had sex in three, or... Seen a woman in three months. I'm perfectly comfortable with that. No. Tucker, I, I'm not going to lie. When you said there's a bunch of guys staying in a hotel together, I, I thought, thought you were going to say some of them were going to come out. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I just I thought, would, God I, damn, that might be what I take next week. You could but make that take. I, I kind of like it. There might be a gay scandal in but, uh, the NBA. I, would, I don't think it's Dwight Howard, scandal. is he there? Is Dwight Howard in well, there? Oh, yeah, he's there. Married, Fair enough. If they're married. But I'm saying, just get a strip club in there. The players will enjoy it. 
the strippers will make a ton of money. It's a win-win for everyone involved. Now, if there's... Have the strip club even pay for the hotel rooms. Like, they can pay for, like, five rooms there. They'll make their money back tenfold. As a business investment, this is a tremendous idea. Tremendous. As a, as a social, uh, like... Uh, anyway, it's a bad idea, bad look, and all all around. <laughs> in every, are not gonna in love every it. aspect. Uh, you I, have to tell the sponsors about this. It's something I, they keep quiet. I, I just hush. if like, how long would it take for this to become some sort of like prostitution ring inside not this oh, hotel? No, no, like, no. Like I'm minutes? saying like, this <laughs> as a way to no. basically legalize prostitution. Is what I'm saying. I mean, it's the bubble. It should be the Wild West, right? Exactly. I mean, Everything's legal in the bubble. There can't be laws in there. It's fucking ridiculous. Tax, They're NBA players. It's a utopian tax society. Prostitution, tax prostitution. Make money off it. Economy rebuild. Social distancing. They're just going to make their own yeah. country in there. They're so ne- They'll never leave. I mean, Tucker's right because if you want to limit the amount of COVID going around, you gotta have some some ladies in there, you ladies gotta. of the night, some ladies of the evening, some strippers. You gotta have them in there, cause I mean, guys aren't gonna want to be cooped up. So, Just guys being dudes. But I will say this Maybe ties not. into what well into Cam's take because I think if there's a strip club, there's gonna start and there's only how many how many strippers are we thinking? Twenty. I'm thinking twenty strippers. Yeah. So like, oh, there's gonna be fights over the strippers. Oh like, yeah. Like, Dwight Howard's going to want one. James Harden's going to be like, this is my whole place now. I own this. None Dwight Howard's going to want a man that <laughs> looks like a woman. Stripping. All right. We're getting a little controversial now. But um, I forgot oh, about no, that. No, it happened. <laughs> I know. That, yeah, that. <laughs> but um, I think this is how the fights break. I mean, you got you got one, you got got a heated game the next this day, is... and you're out at the strip club. You see your rival, and you're both macking on uh, Clarice the stripper, like Whoa, there's gonna be no, 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 so Chardonnay, Angel. So we, <laughs> we Glimmer. Backstory. Shimmer. Um, so now this is just Shimmer. another reason why we need the NBA drama TV show. Yeah, bring the strippers this in, would be bring fantastic. the TV crew in. Scri- like, I don't know why that hasn't been announced. They need they need to play like one game a week because nobody's gonna watch the game. Everybody's just gonna watch this drama show with these strippers going around. I don't want games anymore. No, I just want I'm hard knocks in the bubble. That's what I want. <laughs> exactly. That's all I want. All right, <laughs> I see guys with a couple, dropping, with like, a couple pickup on the side. Like you see, guy LeBron dropping fifty grand on a game of cornhole. That's oh, what I need. That that's that would I be more entertaining. Okay. I would bet on that. That'd be something that they should get lines on. Like, just live betting cornhole games at the NBA bubble. They just have a live feed at all time going on, like, cornhole and pickup and all that kind of stuff. And then you can just bet on whatever games go, whatever, like, recreational game they're playing. All right. Solid That's take, a whole Tucker. lot of takes in one, but solid, I like it. Solid take. <laughs> kind of an amalgamation of the gambling take, of the minigame fighting take, of the bubble station. Amalgam- amalgamation. Hey, that's a good word. Yeah, I'm English guy. Um, all right, uh, Dill, waste of take. Okay, we're going to switch gears. We're going to bring it back to baseball. We talk about the Red Sox. We said earlier about their pitching staff being absolutely horrendous. They got Erod out indefinitely. He might die. We have Chris Sale, Tommy John out for the season, probably next season, maybe never pitching again. We got Avaldi, who the way he slings the ball up there, he can't be doing that all the time. He's going to get hurt. We got four guys right now who have never pitched a day in their life that are starting. For the Sox and their rotation, this is what's going to happen. Dudes are going to get COVID. Dudes are going to get sick. We're going to have no pitching 
like actually there's going to be a lack of pitching. They're going to like have to figure something out. Tim Wakefield going to get signed and will pitch for the Boston Red Sox this year. How old is Tim Wakefield? Knuckle, 100. 50, I think he's the same age as my dad or a little bit, little, no, a little bit younger. So Tell you like, what, that knuckleball is coming he's like 50. He's like, he's like 51. Yeah, so the knuckleball will be coming he, he, he was asked the other day, he said, he was asked if he can pitch. He's like, yeah, I could probably pitch. The issue is uh, getting over to first base on a ground ball. Uh, I'll I take that. Just throw if it you, up in the air. If, if you point. if you can throw it over the plate, we got and we're gonna have nobody else to throw it. I'm saying Tim Wakefield knuckleball coming in 60. Used to come in about 67, probably dropped down about 59, 60. Slinging that, pumping that fastball in about 71, maybe. I'm saying Tim Wakefield's God. coming in to pitch. God, the hitters would have a field day with that fastball. Like, no, uh, one fastball. If they're look, if they're looking for that knuckleball, if they're at 50 poo, he was hitting 70 and. Like his prime. He, no, his knuckleball was literally sixty-seven, and his fastball was seventy-six. I so I as much as I want to hate this take, it makes about as much sense as anything for the Red Sox right now. <laughs> I said to you the other night, Dylan. I said they should just they should just let position players pitch at this point. Throw in JBJ for two innings. Have Christian Vasquez run up to the mound. Put Chris Sale behind the plate. Like just just start just just get fun with it because you suck and you're not going to win anything. I mean, this would be a move for the Red Sox uh, front office that would probably earn them some brownie points. I mean, you bring back a, a legend of the team and uh, somebody everybody liked, and then maybe you're not everyone doesn't hate you as much. There, like, there's actual credence to this because there is a chance that this team won't have anybody to pitch, <laughs> or they cancel the season before like too many people get get sick <laughs> because the because what happens when they have ten starters out? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I if he's up for it, then it makes a lot. I didn't know he was up for it. it makes well, it makes well, a lot I more mean, sense. Well, I mean, jokingly, he said that yeah, I could probably, I could probably throw the ball over the plate. Tucker, I'm your, all for it. Your thoughts on Tim Wayfield? I mean, the season's over. I'm canceling the Red Sox right now. Um, oh yeah, they're they're not winning 20 yeah, games. Yeah, no, and so I'm canceling <laughs> them right now. Council de and I'm saying do whatever you want. Throw out some ridiculous stuff. I'm 100% Get Wally down. out there. I'm very down for JBJ to take a couple innings on the mound. Let's see that guy. I would love it. I want him everywhere on the field. I want him playing every position. Let's put him at shortstop just, see what ha- just to see what happens. I guarantee you you have a great feeling percentage. He'd probably be like a... I'm going to say JBJ would be a top 20 shortstop in the MLB. And I have nothing to back that statement up, <laughs> but he's just such a fantastic fielder. I'm just convinced he could do it. He'd be better than Derek Jeter ever was in the field. <laughs> Cam, the uh, the Yankees fans' perspective, Aaron Aaron Boone or Bucky, Dan- who was it? Aaron, Aaron Boone, Boone Aaron taking Boone. him yard in 03 broke my heart. But uh, the Yankee fans' perspective on the second Red Sox ways to take of the night. I like Tim Wakefield. He's probably one of the one of the pitchers for the Red Sox. Him and Pedro Martinez and Daisuke Matsuzaka. <laughs> um, what a bum he is. This is the second time Dusty like, Matsuzaka has been brought up to me today. Yeah, I like Tim Wakefield. I'm, I'm, I was a knuckleball pitcher myself. Um, Were you? At the, <laughs> yeah, I was. I threw the. I struck a kid out on a knuckleball in my maybe U U eleven All Star game um, against Marlboro, and he pointed at me and nodded his head. As in, that was a nice pitch, and I was very satisfied. I was and, uh, a nice guy myself. Yeah, uh, sure, 
Tim Wakefield, bring him in. <laughs> bring him in. Why not at this point? All right. So let's jump into some segments. Like I said, packed show. So let's talk a little baseball. Um, we've talked a lot of Red Sox, but um, I mean, it seemed it was a weird atmosphere with the empty stadium for sure. Um, I don't know how I feel about the crowd noise being pumped in. Seems a little gimmicky at times and uh, doesn't really make a difference to I me. Think, I think it would be weird without a little bit of noise. I like I the murmur. I like the like the small like noise that comes. But it, over it is funny when. When it's like like they throw a strikeout and then like three seconds later then you hear the yeah <laughs> so that'd be a great job to be a so guy that's in the booth what that, that just presses that, there's the just, button. there's a guy with a cheer button there has to be <laughs> the, the the games have to be on like a, I don't know ten second delay and then the guy's just sitting there cheer button cheer button cheer bu-, like is it only on the broadcast or is it being played throughout the stadium. It's definitely not played in the stadium. Well, we get to hear a Yankees suck like chant during like the Red Sox games. I think I think Red Sox Yankees game. I'd love for them to pump in that crowd noise. I think the the players still hear the uh, like the announcer in the stadium because I do hear that while watching, and I I, I can't tell if it's if it's crowd noise coming like brought in or if it's actually from the game. I think it's the actual. I think it's the actual. I actually think that the crowd noise is being played in the game. No shot. That's way too gimmicky for the players. No, I think it would help the players. Maybe, maybe like murmur, like constant, but not like cheering. I think it would help the players because that because that's what you're used to as a, as a player. Like yeah, baseball players I are so pick like picky and everything needs. To, I've like, I've also gotten used to it. Like I like there it's the ba- it's always the background. Yeah. So you know like it's I'm not I, we have to look this up because but um the cardboard cutouts I've decided I'm anti cardboard. Yeah, I mean, I'm at, I'm right there with Stupid. you. Stupid. I love seeing some guy hit a dinger and just taking the head but off our, one. But our our take earlier wasn't that off when we said a fan is going to be there. I mean, those people had to pay for those things. Why would you? I love all the that? people that put their dogs as their cutouts. I don't like know why they actually had they had to pay for that. But uh, I mean, overall, I'd say a successful. I mean, the game didn't seem too much different uh, watching it. Um, Cam, your thoughts on baseball being back and the, the broadcast and everything? Uh, I got a little bit of a, a whiff for it. I watched the Yankees Nats uh, opening day. Um, it was definitely weird. Um, I, I'm not sure how I would feel as a player. There's just, I mean, this is in any sport. There's just no like drive there. I think, I think the automated, the um, the, the big crowd cheers probably help a little bit. Um, to get, you know, in the mindset if you're not really thinking about it. But at the end of the day, you're just looking into a crowd full of zeros. And this is another reason why I think, you know, bad teams are going to do well. Because you think about the Orioles or, like, somebody, the Marlins, I'll drink, uh, that, you know, nobody goes to their games anyway. They're used to this. So maybe they'll play they'll play on par while everyone else is, like, feeling distracted by no one being there when everyone else that's not that was not good is used to it. So that's, that's a good take. Uh, Cam, to bring up the Yankees, Garrett Cole opening night, five innings, one hit. Is he, has he earned his pinstripe? Is he welcomed as a Yankee now? Has he earned that contract? I mean, I think he was the day he cut his hair, right? That's how it goes. Johnny Damon <laughs> came in, cut his hair. It's um, the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. No facial hair, yeah. It is. It's very weird. Um, but... It's, it's a Yankees thing, so yeah. No, he's he's the man. I think we all accepted it as as soon as he got signed. Well, usually Yankees fans are like, oh, he's got to earn his pinstripes. He's got to the the hardo Yankee fans. Oh, he hasn't earned his pinstripes yet. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, solid outing. Uh, would have loved to see the game finish. Who knows? Maybe the Nats could have turned it around and beat them. But uh, I mean, they got lucky. I mean, that's what it's going to take for the Yankees this year, I guess. A bunch of dumb luck. Baseball is back, though, for now. Yeah, so let's talk about that. So the season's in jeopardy. I'm going to have to drink a lot here. But the season's in jeopardy because the Miami Marlins have 12 or 13 players and coaches tested positive after their opening game. Earlier today, it was officially 11 players and two coaches. Yeah, so the story goes... Now, I, I haven't been able to find like much on this, but what I what I read on, I think, ESPN was that the players... They went to the bubble. There was, <laughs> there was three players... That, that tested positive. And I don't know if it went to the MLB or not, but they met, they had a players-only meeting. The, the front office and the coaches basically said, you guys figure out if you want to play or not. And they had a players-only meeting, and they were all like, of course we're going to play. Why wouldn't we play? The players who had been tested positive. Yeah, but all the players together. Oh, okay. Because they want to get paid. They don't want, they, and they're all like, yeah, let's just play. Um, and if that happened, then there needs to be some sort of punishment. I mean... I don't know if it was Jeter, that that rat up there in the front <laughs> office pushing it down there. I don't know if it was a scum in the bowels of America. I don't know if it was the MLB igno- turning a blind eye to it. We don't want to have a problem on opening weekend. I don't know if it was the coaches being like, you know what, you should play. I don't. I don't know exactly what happened. But if it turns out that they didn't tell the MLB and they decided to do this and put the entire season in jeopardy, they there needs to be severe, severe punishment. I mean. Now the Phillies don't know how they're they they played the Phillies they don't know how they're doing uh, the Phillies and then the the Marlins also played in Atlanta I guess the couple days before that and now the Red Sox are playing the Mets and I think the Phillies played the Mets as well so who knows how that's gonna affect everybody else like a chain reaction it's like a chain reaction but uh, just uh, your reaction to the whole situation Dylan you were the one who said that teams were gonna report so I'll I'll let you take lead on this one. Yeah, I didn't think it would happen this early. I figured it was going to be something later in the season towards, like, playoff time, get, like, a big scandal going. Um, if that is true, I mean, what like, with that just goes to show that no matter what protocols you have in place, no matter what measurements and uh, everything that you do to try to prevent this, um, I, people are going to get sick. And then there's going to be people that uh, don't report it, apparently. There's going to be players that have it, don't know that they have it, and then a week later, half the team's going to have it. And like to think that that's like, not going to happen, I think you're turning a blind eye to reality. <laughs> so the fact that this many players were sick on the Marlins is not something that I was not expecting, but I was expecting teams to report it <laughs> you think with all the precautions they're taking that they just sit the players out and be like you can't play uh cam your thoughts on the whole situation i don't think anyone else is going to test positive because of this i don't think the chain reaction is real um and we're going to see it when none of the phillies test positive and none of the braves test positive um i think it was a chain reaction within the dugout probably they're sharing seeds they're slapping No butts. seeds allowed. They're doing... Yeah, but they doing, still do. You said no <laughs> spitting, and you see every single... Between every single... Well, there's a pitch, lot of spitting. There's a lot. I mean, like... So that, like, you make these rules, but you can't enforce it. It's like, it's impossible. Go ahead, Cam. I mean, they're slapping butts over there, down in Miami. Uh, I think, yeah, they probably... They probably 
maybe two or three people had it to begin with, and then they just, you know, pass it on from there. I don't think throwing a baseball will do much. I'm with, I'm I with you, that back. If they lick their hands or something, I don't know if a pitcher, like, licks his hands to get a better grip. I don't know if the pitcher is one um, that was hurt or whatever. It's possible. I don't think anyone else is going to get infected. We'll see in probably a day, right? We'll probably and find out tomorrow. And there's, all, there's also zero way to prove it. Like, you can have, like, a little bit of circumstance, like, hey, there was a lot of people sick maybe here, and then a lot of few people got sick over here. But at the end of the day, this virus is flying around. You could get it anywhere at any time. Cam, your thoughts on if, if your boy Jeter gave the okay for the players, if he was at all involved, what do you think the punishment should be for him? Um, by hanging. I'm fine with him being fired and the Yankees signed him. Removed from Hall of Fame, I think, is the only only thing you can do in this situation. Tucker, your thoughts on the situation? Um, it's gotta be punished. I want, I want mostly management punished for it because, like, yeah, like players are gonna want to play. I think that's always gonna be a thing. I don't think there will ever be a situation where, like, hey, do you guys want to play? And they're gonna be like, no. And I commend them for that. But like, as a management, like you, you once someone has positive or Corona, you can't be like. But, like, do we want to or no? Like, I can't go to work at my restaurant <laughs> Yeah. if I've been around someone that might have tested positive for corona until I get tested and get it back a negative. And these guys are like, yeah, we tested positive, but, like, do we really want to quarantine? Like, it's just re- absolutely ridiculous. No, you can't. You can't leave it up to the players. Um, I mean, this this whole thing's making a bubble situation look a lot more smarter because you have smarter, more smart, more smart, more smart. smart. Speaking of more smarter, (laughs) um, but because you have the NHL testing zero for it, you have the NBA testing zero for it, and now you're in this situation where you should have just played all the games in Arizona and Florida. Like you should have just done. They should have had these games going a month ago. Yeah, I mean... Imagine uh, if we've had baseball for a month, how much baseball I would have watched. Um, but, I mean... And, and then, then Dylan, you saying... Or, Cam, you saying that throwing a baseball wouldn't pass it. I mean, like licking your hands and doing stuff like that is such just like a habit thing for baseball players. Like, like just, just... Like, I know I've tried quitting biting my nails for 20 years now, and I can't do it. And I... Uh, it's just such a habit thing that I think you don't even think about it when you're out there. You wipe your nose, maybe... And, uh, so, um, stop talking to your dog like that. Um, no, I know I'm with you. It's, 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 it's so hard for you to like come to a decision on like how you're going to try to tackle this. I, I wish, I wish players would like just sign something and then we would just play. And like, if you get sick, you get sick and then you just play, but that would never happen. Um, so what do we think about the season? Do you think this is putting this season in jeopardy? I think definitely. Yes. I think they're going to have so much pressure from the outside that if this, if this turns into a multi-team outbreak, that they're just going to have to shut it down. Tucker, do you think there's any chance that it's just absolutely, I mean, they're already canceling games this early. Now I wouldn't, I wouldn't put this down as a, this is the cause like the, like these few players playing that's causing a, a widespread, uh, catching of the virus for all the players, but I wouldn't be surprised if by chance, just because of the nature of the disease that a bunch of players 
get it, and it's just like. A, but I don't a see high how percentage. you can't blame it on this situ- on this situation. Because those guys aren't going to be contacting all the players in the league. No, but they played against the Phillies, who then played against this team. I mean, if not even like the whole league, that'll yeah, get but they're it, not they'll shut it down. But if there's three teams that have an outbreak, then you're like, well, shit. No matter what we do, we can't stop this. Shut it down. I don't think you can say that it's passing just because a few guys on one team have it who played the, another team. That I think it. if it passes to the Phillies, then you can't. Yeah, but there's no way to prove that it passed to the Phillies. You could just say that. No, they're getting tested. If they and if yeah, they, but but if they come back as positive, you cannot say that that came from playing against I can, the Marlins. I think you can. Say no, that. you can't. You cannot. One plus one you equals cannot. two. Yeah. No, how did how did the players on how did the players on the Marlins get it? it? No, but it, it, from the outside, the but that's not the point. If they played against them and they had an the, outbreak, like, and then an outbreak starts, it 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 is the point because it may not be the case. It may be that a totally unrelated, but it's too it's too coincidental at, at that point. At any given time, there's gonna be a percentage of each team that has this. Call it eight percent, seven percent. Disagree. Then there's already there's forty man rosters. Every team has like three two three guys. I don't think so, I think it's too coincidental so, to say that these are unrelated events. So if, we're so play. so if because of a couple outbreaks, just because three guys decided to play. And you get some outbreaks, and then it bumps up to maybe like ten percent on a few teams, and then comes back down. That's not a big enough bump. Yeah, but the three guys deciding to play is what caused the the, the nine other guys you, to you, get it. But you can't. You no, but you can't because they were all in a condensed space. Yeah, but what about the four guys that I have think it's it, too coincidental? Tested, I don't think you can just ignore. Now it. they have yeah. it. I could not disagree with you more. Cam, I'm, I'm fully with Trey here. Any There's chance? no way to prove it. it's going. It's going around at too fast a rate for you to blame it on one incident. I think I can absolutely. you can. Cam, your your thoughts on the season possibly ending? Do you think it'll happen or what? I think it depends. Um, I think it's gonna it's gonna take. Oh, are they postponing like all games right now? Or still no, going? just the games with the teams involved. So like the Yankees are supposed to play the Phillies, right? And yeah. Yeah, I think it's just going to, I mean, this is kind of the warning shot, right? It's week one, and this is already happening. This is like, it's just going to be the last shot, and there's going to be an ultimatum. Like, listen, if anyone tests positive and they play, you're all done. Like, you're going to fire, management's going to be fired, and players get a pay cut. Like, that's that's probably what's going to happen. It's like a warning sign for this, and then if it happens again, where it's like multiple players and this was a known thing, then they'll cancel the season. As of right now, I don't think the cancel, season's going to get canceled. Um, but it's, it's like, there's like a, probably a 20% chance at the moment. All right. So, uh, let's move on to the Lou Williams situation. So what happened with Lou Williams was he left the bubble for something unrelated to COVID, I believe, um, left the bubble. He was out with Jack Harlow, the rap, the rapper was popping the TikTok rapper. Um, and Jack took a picture of him at the strip club, um, and then tweeted it out or put it on his Instagram story and everyone like immediately caught wind and he deleted it and was like, sorry, I just put a picture of him up because I missed him. I miss him and I, I'm just reminiscing. It's a bullshit excuse. And then Lou Williams came out and said he was just getting food. He wasn't touching anybody. He was just picking up food, which might make sense because he's on record as saying this strip club in Atlanta or wherever it was is his favorite food. They have wings there named after him. He's such a frequent visitor. Um, so 
I mean, just what a way, what a way to get caught. I mean, what are you doing well, going to a strip club? Well, first he, of all, he he was he was out of the bubble for some other reason, like a death in the family or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And then he just stopped, like stopped by for some wings, like. Like may, maybe he stopped by for some wings, but like, is that? I mean, you can't go to a strip club and not enjoy the women that are there, right? Yeah, I mean, no, I'm sure I can't. Uh, yeah, he came in with just money for his food. I mean, if, I mean, if, I mean, if this is his spot, maybe he's just numb to it. He's just like, oh, it's just like, oh, hi, Cindy, how you doing? Yeah, I'm, yeah, like, I'm buying, gonna go get my wings. Not buying that for a goddamn. Those some bad second. stripper names, <laughs> Cindy. <laughs> what did I say? Oh Something awful. Clarice. 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 Um, Hello, Clarice. Where the fuck do you guys go? So he he got he also was photographed wearing the the NBA mask that they were given all the play, all the players were given. So it definitely I mean, it definitely wasn't last year. <laughs> uh, no, that's but that's what Harlow was saying. I mean, how dumb could you be? Yeah, if yeah. you're the rapper. You, you got well, no, oh, the rapper put the picture up. Yeah. Oh. Well, this is also how dumb could you be, Lou Williams, being like. Dude, why really? are you taking pictures of me? <laughs> really? Like, what, what are you doing? First of all, I don't think you're supposed to take pictures in a strip club regardless. Well, he owns a strip club. He's got wings named after him. It, he doesn't own it. He he owns it. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. But still, like, you're not, I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to take pictures in there. And he's taking pictures of him and letting the whole world know, hey, this guy's breaking protocol. Uh, Cam, your thoughts on the whole situation? Yeah, I didn't read into it too much. Um, it's just a guy who was going through some mourning, and he needed. This is the second week in a row when he used the word bereavement. Yeah, bereavement. Is yeah, that's again. true. Using the right context this time. And um, I, I respect the guy for it. He wanted to pay tribute to, you know, this could have been his last time visiting that place because you never know what's going to happen in the bubble, um, and he just wanted to to come pay tribute and, and support the local economy. And I respect that. <laughs> I respect it more. I see no wrong, I see no wrongdoing. Um, so. Well, does he go, you know, does he just quarantine and then come back? He's, the yeah, he's not allowed to come back in for two weeks now, I think. Oh, that's fine. I guess so. I yeah. mean, he got his wings. He, he must've he got his the- picture. Got it. Said hello to Cinnamon, and now he's on. I mean, it clearly wasn't just a wings thing. First of all, you wouldn't be going in there with a famous rapper just to get wings. And get if out. those wings were that good, I would go to a strip club for the wings and not pay attention to the women. I've never had food at a strip club. So. I don't want to, but I'm just saying. <laughs> if I, I have, <laughs> is it good, Cam? Is it good food? Did you get some fish? Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah, it's, a little, it's a little tuna. Does it smell like trout? Oh my god! All right, moving on before I fucking puke. Um, uh, the NFL, we were, we were dumping on them last week. They have a plan. Um, the opening of training camp is just going to be like five days of testing. Like players come in, group one gets tested day one, day two, group two gets tested day three. They take a day off day four. They both get tested. And then day five, I think they have off. So do they, do they do physical activity? Not, not until after everybody gets cleared. And then they have... No padded practice allowed until August 17th, and then you're only allowed to have 14 padded practices. I mean, this is going to be a disaster. <laughs> um, from a gameplay standpoint, teams Run aren't, aren't going to be ready. New guys coming into systems are not uh, – Tom Brady might suck because of this. He's not going to have the preparation he needs. Uh, t- new guys coming in. Um, and then from a COVID standpoint, I mean – I'm glad that they're taking this week to get tested. 
but I just feel like there's no, like, especially with no bubble happening, it's going to be an MLB it, situation where somebody's going to catch it and then you're going to be, guard, some corner's going to catch it. He's going to be guarding the wide receiver. He's going to pass it to him. Who's going to pass it to the quarterback. Who's going to pass it to the center. Who's going to pass it to all the linemen. I mean, I, I feel like in this sport, if one guy has it in, in baseball, I think if a guy has it, you, there's a chance that you don't get it. Um, but like, I think in, but the, the thing you have to realize about just the way the like viruses work is just because you come in contact with it doesn't mean that you get it. I mean, the more you come in contact with it, yeah, no, the but more the, chance you do. That's exactly so, what I'm saying, though. I'm in, in baseball, like you're not touching a guy every play. You're not touching the ball every play. If you're the quarterback, you're touching the guy's sack so you're, every play. So you're speaking to my point last segment about it not being that big of a deal with these baseball players. I, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm no, I'm not agreeing with that. I think it's harder <laughs> to catch it, it as a baseball player than it is. An, an, yes. an NFL, that's all I'm saying. And I'm not, I'm just saying that he's touching the center. He's in the huddle, spitting in everybody's faces, yelling. They're sweating on each other. They're hitting each other. I thought they were supposed to have shields on. It doesn't matter. I mean, there will have shields on, but there's still sweat flying okay, so, up and there's spit okay. flying up. And, right, 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 right. I mean, I think it's just inevitable that one team's going to end up with 11 cases in one week. I think that's entirely possible of happening. Oh, yeah. Um, but it seems like everybody's down to play now and people are reporting. And quarter, uh, Cam Newton officially moved to Boston Wednesday. Uh, the Chiefs are back in the building. Uh, getting ready to go for their second Super Bowl now, in row. So because of the rules that are now in place with the training what players specifically do you think benefit from like the less amount of training i guess like for like an offense or something it's got to be the the mobile quarterbacks well as a quarterback in general just you have to know the offense and you're not going to have yeah, time I'm gonna to say know the, the teams that have like established quarterbacks that have been yeah if you're like years. if you, like teams true. that have rookie quarterbacks and teams like the Patriots or the Buccaneers who just got a new quarterback trade to them I think they're the biggest disadvantage but I think, well I but said I my think, thing about Brady and Jess really I think Brady would be fine because he knows how to run an offense he's basically the offensive coordinator now yeah there. but Brady also has a huge thing about having like connections yeah with that's his true that's very he true won't, he doesn't really have the time but he's already been breaking quarantine to hang out with them all the time but I know. But like you still, like it takes longer than a couple of sessions to. It has to benefit the mobile quarterbacks though, because those guys have the ball and can make a difference without really there being a play. Yeah, I mean, there is a little okay, bit of a yeah, play. Okay, yeah, that's but they got the speed to make something happen. Kind of the catch twenty two. So, I mean, in general, at a position, I'd probably say as a wide receiver, because you know you, you run kind of you kind of just run, you run around and you know you Hopefully can make adjustments ball. based on what you feel is comfortable, but you don't have to. You don't have to worry about blocking assignments unless, I mean, it's a run block. But um, And maybe defenses won't be so specialized, but they can drop back into nickel? Right? I don't even know Is that, that a thing? One. I want to know thing, what yeah. Bill Belichick's been doing during quarantine. <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be some things never seen before. You give Bill Belichick four months of just sitting he's in just gonna, he's gonna, all day. He's, it's going to be the spit play. No spit football. in the guy's face. Spit in his face, give him COVID. We'll see We'll see in the playoffs. Yeah. Just, no. <laughs> he might hire a guy with COVID just to like get someone the big, sick. The big losers in these NFL teams is whoever is in charge of the equipment. Big loser. They're going to be. So I read an be, article. They're going to be today. rolling through equipment guys. One of the bat. One of the worst jobs to have right now is a personal trainer and the team doctors. And stuff. Oh yeah. Because there's no way that you can't touch a guy. You have to tape him up. You have to massage him. You have to do all this stuff physically. Like it's a very like hands-on job. And if they go down, like what are you going to do? Like you don't have a trainer. Bring in the next guy. But it looks like the NFL is going to happen. I mean, my take might be wrong. But uh, Cam, your thoughts on the whole situation and the NFL season? 
said, the NFL is going to happen, 100%. It's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Players could get COVID, and they're just going to they're just going to go. They're just going to keep going. You can't cancel it. Um, it's, it's America's sport. It'll be it, it'll ruin everyone. What do you think about It'll all these protocols, up. though? What do you do? You think they're going to make a difference, or what? Think about what? The protocols. Do you think that's going to make a difference? I don't. Th- I think they're just there for for show. I don't think it matters at all. They could work, or they or they won't work. It, it doesn't matter. They're going to play. COVID or not, they're going to play. The only guy I've heard opt out is a Chiefs lineman who has his doctorate, and he was like, I'm not going to play. That's the only one I've heard of. The other guy who uh, in baseball who opted out, uh, what's his name? David Uh, Price. David Price, (laughs) yeah. Not, like, very obvious that if there was a person to opt out, it would be that guy. He is the biggest wimp, and I, I hate him. So, good riddance, never play again. Um, he did give us a ring. He helped. In the playoffs. Um, I don't like him. He's a baby. So, staying on the NFL, uh, big trade this week. Jamal Adams, he's been very unhappy in New York. And the Jets shipped him to the Seahawks for, like, two first-rounders, mm-hmm. a third-rounder, a player. Like, just a huge haul. My instant reaction is, this is a win for the Jets. You've got a disgruntled player. You okay. suck terribly all the time, and now you've got a couple picks that you can use, and that probably won't pan out for you because you're very bad at drafting and very bad at running a team. But at least you have the hope, and that's all you can really give to your fan base right now. But uh, Jam- I mean, Jamal Adams is a great player. It feels like the Seahawks always bring in these huge defensive names, like they brought in Jadavion Clowney. The Legion of Boom. Yeah, I, I mean, but I don't know how like how much this will help the Seahawks. I mean, he's a great player, but. I feel like they were pretty solid defensively last year anyway. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I, 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 don't no, think, I mean, I don't. I, I really don't know if this is going to be the difference for the Seahawks. I feel like the Seahawks have been so good for so long and just missing out on, you know, playoff opportunities, getting bounced early in the playoffs, late in the playoffs, whatever, that I don't know if this is the piece that's going to put you over. I think this is a win for the Jets and what's going to be a, probably a winless season. I hate the Jets and I laugh at their misery all the time. Uh, but Tucker, your reaction to the trade? I think everyone lost this trade. I think the Seahawks gave up way too much. Like, there's a guy that was clearly unhappy with where he was and wanted out. Why, like, tell me how this guy is better than Minka Fitzpatrick, who said he wanted out, and he only left with one first-round pick. I don't they think he's worth up, two. Okay. I think that was they, way, way too much of an overpaid. I think the, the second one's conditional. Absolute no. No, it's a first rounder, so Both it's guaranteed. Two first rounders guaranteed. The third one, terrible. Maybe it's two years or something. Like maybe if, like if he didn't it is say different anything, years. It's, okay. it's one next year, one the year after. Okay. If he didn't say anything, like if he was, but he was actively trying to get traded. Like he was clearly leaving the Jets organization soon, because the Jets weren't going to be able to use him. I think he would have sat out or done something. But um. Yeah, but that's not the Jets' decision. And then the organization. Yeah, but I'm saying that. I'm saying that as the Seahawks, you have to know that they're desperate to trade, and you need to give less than two first-rounders and a third. I mean, I don't think... And then, as the Jets, you're going to fuck up both these draft picks. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's there's no chance that any of these draft picks pan out. They're going to be late first-rounders, too. Yeah, they're going to be late first-rounders in the Jets' history. So, no one won this trade. Everyone in this trade is worse off. So, 
But here's the <laughs> other side of that coin, though, is there were probably a lot of teams putting forward offers saying, like, we'll give you a first and a fourth. And then some team says, we'll give you a first and a second. And then, you know, the, the Seahawks say, we want this guy. And they say, well, we already got a trade on the board for a first and a second. They'll say, we'll, we'll give you a, a two firsts. And they're like, well, you know, we got another trade that's a first, a third, and a fifth. They'll say, we'll give you a two firsts and a, and a third. So that, that's, walk I think. walk away. You walk away at that point. No, I think it's definitely way too much to give up for a safety. I mean, a safety, I, I just don't, like. It's a great safety. He's a great safety. One of the, probably the best safety in the league, but like two first rounders. So I don't. I don't think. I don't think you can value a draft pick as high right now as you can last year before this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So the loss of a first round pick for next year might not be as huge because we don't really we won't really know if teams aren't playing. So maybe they're kind of rolling the dice on the whole COVID thing. Yeah. I mean, uh, because I feel like you'd rather. I mean, I don't know. Making a trade would be so hard right now because if if you go for a, a player, you don't know when we're. If, and I mean, hopefully we play the season. But if they don't play the season, you got to think about what's the longevity of this guy. What about his contract? Is it he's just a one year? He's, was on, it, he's on his Was it two years? No, just like another guy. I'm just in yeah, general. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and then with picks again, the same thing because you don't know. Like, is this guy really that good? We saw him play four games at. Arkansas yeah. as a sophomore, and now he's a yeah. senior, but he didn't play last year. So like, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, um, it's just to me, it's like thinking of having not a first pick. I mean, the Patriots have so many first round picks stripped off them over the year for garbage that like having not having that first round pick it can can be huge. I mean, mm-hmm, two years in a sure. row, that's a, that's definitely a gamble. They are definitely in win now mode. I mean, Russell Wilson's hitting his prime. Uh, you got guys developing around him. You got a decent running game. I mean, I just uh, I I feel like giving up two first rounders is just too much for a for a safety, a guy who's not, who's not gonna make you know a difference every single play necessarily. I'm um, surprised that they traded him this early because this season has the potential to be a complete wash. Yeah. And they could hold out for for the whole season. Yeah. It was probably just too good of an offer. It's definitely Seahawks just like, we want him, we want him now. I, like, I don't know why yeah. we want him, but we want him now. Here, here's what you got. They seem to do these things where they just go for that big name and they just sell out on it um, from, from what I've seen. I mean, Cam, you probably have the most football knowledge in terms of, like, personnel moves and stuff like that. So uh, what's your opinion on the trade? I think this is a, such a good trade for the Seahawks. Um, yes, they are in win-now mode. And why wouldn't they be? Like you said, Russell Wilson's in his prime. Pete Carroll's not getting any younger. Uh, they haven't made a fantasy championship in God knows like five, six years, whatever it is. Um, they need to make moves, and they need to make them now. Their biggest issue is depth. Um, last year they were got run over by injuries and still won a playoff game. I mean, you had to bring in Marshall on run, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, they can just stay healthy. They're relatively young, honestly. They have Russell Wilson, who's only in his early 30s. Chris Carson's relatively new. Bobby Wagner's not too old. And now they got Jamal Adams, who's only in his like fourth year. Um, that's, I mean, they have weapons. DK Metcalf is young. Tyler Lockett's a good slot guy. I mean, they have they have all the all the weapons to make it happen. I think they're just trying to get it done now, so that you know they can kind of regain that that stardom that they had back in like 2013 14 
Uh, I think it's a beautiful trait. They need the squad, the squadron of doom. I almost said <laughs> the legion. Shout out the legion of boom was their was their their peak, and if they can even get two of the guys back like that, I, I mean Jamal Adams is is on the same level as Earl Thomas, easy. Um, so they can get a another guy on that defense in the, in the backfield at least. They'll be they'll be doing just fine, and they'll be in the NFC Championship again. So, to bring up Dylan's point earlier, he I think he is going into his fourth year, so he'll be on the last year of his rookie deal. they got to resign him. Otherwise, this is unbelievably stupid. You have to sign him to, like, a four-year deal now. Um, I mean, I don't know. It seems like he's a bit of a boisterous player, maybe unhappy in certain situations. He and Le'Veon Bell got into it on Twitter after this. But um, you have to resign him, otherwise it's a wash. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, I guess that's, we're running out of time, so we'll, we'll, we'll halt there for now. I mean, we had a pack show. We'll have hopefully another pack show next, next week, but, uh, let's get into the movie cam, your movie, uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I had a rough week this week. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I didn't get around to watching the movie. I, it's like, it's like the Matrix week all over again. I really wanted to watch it and I just, I just couldn't get to it. I didn't have enough time. I got a puppy that I got to take care of 24-7. Got to work all day. Here we go with the puppy just, again. You know, it's a rough life. Rough life. But, um, I will watch it eventually. I hope that at least two of you watch it and we can talk about it, but don't spoil it. Let's I heard it. it's ahead of its time. Okay, well, it is super ahead of us. So I watched the whole thing. 1968. 1968. And I had to look it up when I started watching it because the, 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 the special effects are pretty unbelievable for 1968. I mean, this before Star Wars. I mean, you could definitely see where Star Wars got, like, it's, like, space scenes from. There was one point it. where they were looking at the hangar. Yeah, and it, it was looked, the exact same it was hangar. exactly yeah. like a hangar from Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely... The, the special effects were one of my favorite parts of the movie. Um, this movie's kind of, like... Four different movies at once. You open on like early the the dawn of mankind, and then you flash forward millions of years to where humans have mastered space flight, and there's uh, a crash landing on the moon that a guy needs to check out. And then you flash forward like 18 months, and there's a mission to Jupiter. And then at the end, like there's a whole another sequence that's like totally unrelated. Um, but is it related? I mean, I don't know. This movie is strange, very. It, it it makes you think a lot. Uh, it's got a lot of like deep themes. I feel like, um, like AI and you know mankind and what is our purpose and extraterrestrial life and you know. So I'll say the strongest part of the movie for me is the middle. Um, there's the segment that I'm talking about is there's these t- uh, two uh, astronauts on their way to Jupiter on a long mission with uh, they have three other crew members who are in hibernation. And then they're accompanied only by their computer, the HAL 9000, who is like this super smart smart computer um, who like has never made a mistake ever. And some some things start to go funky. But he's got a personality like like they're like talking about how he has like feelings. Yeah, he's like talking about how he's starting to feel things. He's like basically a human at this point. And um, but for like 1968, that's like a. Way ahead of its like, time. Who's thinking about like AI like no. taking over the world? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of wild. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, like, Hal to me is the star of this movie. 
he is an all-time movie villain. He creeped me out. He's always talking in this like monotone voice. He has no emotion to his voice because he's a robot. It's a human voice, but he's a robot. He is the one of the greatest movie villains I think I've ever seen. The middle of this, so the beginning, it's it's real. It's really weirdly shot. There's no, there's not a lot of dialogue. There's a lot of long shots with no explanation. There's classical music playing. Um, but the middle of this movie is the strong part to me. The, the beginning, you know, was cool with the birth of mankind, and then the the part in the middle where they go up to the moon or, was kind of slow to me. Or was the beginning an alternate universe? Like I don't know, Dylan. World I don't want to think the about same it. time when the with the with the giant the jewel monolith. that came from the yeah. ground. But um, I mean, the middle of this movie is hard, like like white knuckle, like tense, like. The, the the de-evolution of Hal into this, like, evil being is incredible. Um, the sequence where he goes in to try to stop Hal is, like, kind of, like, has you on the edge of your seat. You don't mm-hmm. know what's going to happen. Um, it, I mean, it, it, it's a tough movie to rate for me because I liked the middle so much and the rest of it didn't, like, thrill me. But I also liked the visuals and the stuff like that. So I decided on a 7-1. Uh, I like dialogue in my movies. I like I like dialogue heavy movies. Actually, is what I lean to a lot of talking. Um, so I'll go seven one just because I I can see how why why so many people think this is one of the greatest movies ever made because it's it's revolutionary for the time. But Tucker, you didn't watch it, right? No, no. So Dylan, your thoughts on the movie? Yeah, I didn't watch the whole thing. I think I missed the crappy ending that Trey was talking about. The ending about. is not worth the time. Um, I don't know, like you, like you said, it was definitely slow, but it was definitely, it was definitely an older type movie mixed with like trying to be like a, like a deep thinking, like it's just a Kubrick movie. Yeah. So like it, it made sense that it was a Kubrick movie, obviously, but um, it fit the bill. And being ahead of its time, you can like always. Uh, look at it in that lens because it was 1968 so you're kind of like thinking back to like 1968 we landed on the moon the next year and like look at all well Kubrick was actually like applauded because he really like I guess nailed space travel from like NASA's perspective yeah like this is exactly how space travel works like you're you're nailing this yeah so it was that that's kind of crazy to think about so I didn't finish the movie I actually fell asleep in it and then I went to bed um I will give it a seven or a six eight I almost went um, six eight. That the middle part was pretty crazy, and then with AI, just think about AI now and like how he was thinking about it then. It's kind of crazy. So I was all in on that middle part for sure. I mean, Hal creeps me out. I was creep. I was genuinely yeah. creeped out during the whole thing. Like, like I had I, I had known some background about it. I knew that he he wasn't like a great guy, great computer. Um, <laughs> it explained to me. I now I understand the epic rap battle of history back in the day was Bill Gates versus Steve Jobs, and then the Al Hal comes in. He's like, I'm better than both of you. Now I understand that. Never understood that before. <laughs> Thought that was just like a computer chip. I didn't understand what it was. But um, highly recommend Cam. Definitely watch it. Um, it's on TV. Yeah, it's 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 good good film. But uh, Tucker, even though you didn't watch, it's your pick this week. What are we watching? So I'm leaning Leo this week, and Love I'm struggling Leo. to pick because I like Catch Me If You Can. One of my favorite movies of all time. But I feel like a good amount of the podcast has listened to it, including myself. So I'm going with a Leo movie I haven't seen, heard great things about. I'm going with Shutter Island. Oh, so good. Never seen it. I'm so good. I'm excited. Is it on anything I can watch? No idea. Damn it. Cam, have you seen it? So good. So good. Oh, I'm excited. So good. So, so is it like a an pick? insane asylum yes. on an island? Yeah, in Boston. 
Was it like a real thing? Yeah, it was an actual like. Oh, that's kind of crazy. Oh, I'm excited. You know, for there's this. one like right in New York, like an abandoned one, like not. Oh yeah, near uh, my dad went to high school near. Yeah, there. yeah, it's pretty crazy. Too. Yeah. It's All right, this is a that's a great movie. I'm excited. All right, uh, that does it. I think for episode 32. Uh, finally, we got to talk. We didn't have to worry about talking about things this week. No, was I wasn't so panicking. Nice. We, what, we're over an hour, and it was easy. We could have went longer, too. Could have gone, too. It's um, hot in here. It is hot in here. It's the hottest day That's the, the toughest year. part. We turned, that, the AC, we turned the AC off. We turned the AC off, and oh, my God. Um, all right, so check us out on our socials. Uh, maybe now that sports are back, we can start up a little more fan interaction again, get our listening base back. But uh, thanks for getting wasted with us, and we'll see you next week. Sounds good. See ya. Whoop. Bye.